and welcome to the Common Briefing Program. This is a monthly installment of the Common Geeking Program where we like to talk about news. We talk about geek news, all the newest news in geek information, trying to let you know the stuff that you should be paying attention to. I just like moved my desktop around a little bit, my computer around a little bit, and I'm like, what if something came unplugged and I ruined everything? So that's the energy I'm bringing to this. It's just a, a, a tremendous lack of focus. And I'm hoping that through the lens of geek news, I can sharpen my mind and bring some much needed data to your brain holes. Uh, I'm joined by my two friends. Hi, I am Jeff Levitt. I am also here. I have kind of a headache. That's that's all I got today. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> you prefer chowder. Did, did you forget that uh that you were supposed to talk or were you just taking a nice dramatic pause or is it just lag i I, I was scratching a niche and i'm like oh no Ah, my face isn't close enough to the mic (laughs) that's no i'm glad i was counting on my intro being longer (laughs) yeah i have a i have a a button that erases silence so i mean if i didn't call attention to it the world would never know so this is totally a problem of my own making and i apologize um jeff i might be joining you in headache town if i wasn't sneak attacked by a special little nap about an hour ago but uh, i've i've since recovered and i'm fully conscious Naps only ever make me more likely to get a headache. Really? They are yeah. a bomb to me. They I, cure my yeah. greatest ills. I am incapable of effectively napping. Every single time I nap, I like somehow manage to mm. wake up on the wrong part of the cycle, and I just feel absolutely gross and miserable for the rest of the day. Sometimes it just devolves into me like napping like on and off for the rest of the day because like I'm just so tired and gross that it, it just goes straight until I go to sleep and then i wake up at like fucking 2 a.m being like well i don't think i've I ever guess felt this is the day my day starts the time i think that my this is the starts. most pity for you i've ever felt in a single instance this is so sad <laughs> i wish that naps could be as as positive for you as they are for me and i'm assuming chowder based on how frequently he and i say i just took a nap as soon as we get on a microphone <laughs> together <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no, I'm feeling kind of okay. I'm. Uh, I think my biggest gripe right now is that I just got something shipped to me, and it was missing a very key component. And now I'm just like, do I just deal without it, or do I go through hassle of getting it replaced? Um, and I'm gonna go through the hassle, but it is a hassle that I'm staring Damn. down uh, right now. I um. I think that my house in Minecraft might be haunted. Well, now this is much more interesting than my <laughs> shipping and handling problems. Please yeah. tell. I, yeah, so I fucking just keep hearing monster noises in my house. And I'm yeah. like, okay, there's clearly like a, a small cave system like right below my house. Uh-huh. So and I start changing digging... it so monsters don't spawn until it's like, until it's zero light at all? Uh, yeah, which is underground is zero light. Yeah, so it's not like you have a spot in your house that's accidentally spawning monsters. No, my house is a singular room, so okay. it, I would know if there were monsters spawning <laughs> in it. Okay. Like, I can see everything from one spot. Okay, um, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> no, it's it's just having a small <laughs> house. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just keep hearing monster noises, and I keep, and, like, I'm like, okay, I'll just dig under my house and find this fucking cave and light it up. 
And like I dig like three blocks under my house and the monster noises get quieter. Like I'm getting further away from them. And it's it's just baffling. I've like gone to like every corner of my house, dug down. I'm also like on a, you know, like a bit of a beach too. So there's like a lot of sand right below my house. And uh. like the further down I dig, the 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 monster noises get like quieter and literally the loudest i ever experience them is when i'm just standing in my house as if they're just is right it, there or right outside is it like the big wishy cave groans or is it like the uh, of a zombie the latter it's like a zombie it's huh. like a zombie i've heard a is, witch is it like have on you top been... of your roof no I, they, they, there's I no way haunted? for them to be the, my roof is entirely made out of stairs so they couldn't even spawn up there if they wanted to <laughs> And it's like in the middle of the day as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are you asking, Colin? Have I, was, I ever uh, been do, haunted? Don't you guys play on a Minecurse? No, that's a much broader question I'd like to tackle face to face. But don't you play on the server with Jeff? This is a different. This is different my server. Okay. Yeah. The server we play on is, 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 a, is the like, server we play on is a free one that that Eddie has to be present for. So we all have to be there. Oh, okay. To actually gotcha. Use it. Yeah. Well, then I mean, I I was about to ask. I mean, is another player haunting your house? Is if that only you it, guys? Would that be do possible? you remember the time when we were on that Minecraft server on like Eddie's Xbox and we built a yeah. fake nether in Jocelyn's house so that when she logged onto yeah. the game, she would think she was in the nether and that then she went the... through a nether portal and then she and then she uh, transported to the scariest nether I've ever seen in my entire fucking life that was that's like at lava just, level. <laughs> oh, that's just one of the best pranks that I think we pulled. It's so simple. That's a it's, God. That was a really you, good. Wait, you prank. pulled that prank on so me too. Choice. Yeah, we yeah. did. I I don't funny. doubt it. I don't doubt that it. Pulled prank on um, me too. Yeah. Anyway, like, like, these pranks have li- have years uh, ago in uh, high yes. school. Yeah. These pranks have lifted my spirits. Uh, just remembering that we've done such wonderful things to our dear friends uh let's get into the news and see how much higher our spirits we, tr- can be we tricked a person into th- we tricked our friend into thinking she's in hell and uh in try order in order to <laughs> escape what she thought was hell she went which into fun pranks hell. yeah which is <laughs> just really kind of what life is feeling like right about now so let's get into it I play Sonic games. I'm hesitant to to continue to say I'm a Sonic fan because it's just a hard thing to say at this point. But um, (laughs) I play Sonic games and I tend to enjoy a lot of them, uh, except the ones that nobody enjoys because they're unenjoyable. So there's a new Sonic game coming out this year and they... uh, This year is the 31st anniversary of Sonic. We did not get a 30th anniversary game celebrating Sonic the Hedgehog's 30th birthday last year. And that was because they were like, hey, we're cooking up a game. But we have rushed to meet deadlines before. And you hated those games. So we're going to take our time. And uh, I guess I should also preface this by saying June is historically a big month for video games because of things like the Electronics Entertainment Expo, which did not exist this year and whose future existence is very questionable for a number of reasons. But um, it was sort of backfilled by a lot of different companies sort of doing their own press events, releases, etc. announcements. And it, I was expecting this to be a big video game month, and the fact that I'm leading with Sonic probably tells you wasn't really as big as we were expecting. We got a lot of like <laughs> news, but not a lot of splashy stuff. So I'm just going to talk about the things that are standing out to me. 
Um, so this Sonic game apparently was originally intended to come out a year ago and is now coming out at the end of 2022. It's called Sonic Frontiers. They described it as an open zone game, and you're like, okay, what corpo bullshit are you guys trying to say to make us think it's an open world game, but it's not? Because, I right. mean, if it's, <laughs> it, it just seemed confusing. And they have since released two videos, seven-minute videos, uh, displaying some of the open zone concepts and some of the combat concepts for the game. Essentially, the idea is that, like, you have space in between levels that is still fun to traverse and and navigate uh, in an open hub area between zones that isn't a true open world, but is just a place to explore so, and do stuff in the meantime. So, and so like, 3D platformer. Okay, sure. Mario's been doing that. I, uh, Sonic's I, been doing this since the 90s. This is not I, new, I, but this is just know, the term they're a, using because they haven't they, done know, it I'm, in I'm, a while. I'm, yeah, no, I'm saying what what's with the new bullshit term it's just a 3d platform i mean man. my hypothesis is they're chasing uh breath of the wild clout because like most zelda games yeah. are like mostly open world but breath of the wild is actually open go anywhere do anything open world and i'm like i feel like just based on the piano music accompanying these videos, the big open grassy spaces, I think they are chasing a Breath of the Wild aesthetic at the very least. Not the art style, uh, but just the the actual breath, breath of fresh air. You're in a big wide open space. Visually looks great, um, except that it doesn't look like there's much to do. After 14 minutes of gameplay... Players are now asking, could you maybe delay it more? Because <laughs> That's not a good sign. No, it's not. And I yeah. watched the video being like, I want to see it because Sonic games are really hit and miss, but the core hook of go really fast and bounce off of stuff is pretty compelling. Yeah. Um, and it would be work, work really cool in, a, in an open world setting. You know, and it's it's i'm seems... just imagining like how in fucking grand theft auto there's a bunch of god like hidden jumps places that would be really cool in a fucking Sonic yeah. world. <laughs> i mean well to, to point your attention to an open world game that i think handles speed very well is the forza horizon series which mm. is full of just like you jump off every like i'm i am not a car guy i haven't played racing games seriously since i was a kid forza horizon is one of the best goddamn games ever like open world games period it is pure joy and fun and this looks pretty lifeless and the combat is like very standstill attack a thing trying to find some sort of just generic platformer combat system that does not mesh with running fast you have to stop and fight things and i'm like yeah this doesn't seem thoughtful this seems like yeah. game designers uh, trying to push their boundaries on a technical level but forgetting to make a game that is fun this game does not look like anything it does not look fun it looks like a tech demo uh and i'm not very excited about that yeah, like, I'm looking, like, at them, like, running through the emptier parts of the world, and I'm, like, kind of going back to experiences I ha I've had when I was, like, uh, doing parkour, and it's, like, in parkour, you're, uh, what, what you often end up doing is, like, looking at your environment, like, oh, hey, I can, like, vault off this rail, do, uh, do jumps off yeah. these, uh, Sorry, what the uh, fuck are you... banisters or what? What do you mean you used to do parkour? What the fuck am I, what? Like, in a game? What game in, are you uh, talking about? No, in real life. In real life. You I used to used do to parkour do in parkour. real life, Chowder? Wait, what? Brief, briefly, yeah, for like a year and a half. Uh, when? That's incredible. What? I 
but I uh freshman year of college and like the year and the year after that uh what the fuck why didn't I know this? that's super fun that's I, super I, I feel cool. like I told you guys this it's just I just haven't mentioned it in evidence a long time. to the contrary I haven't done it um in a long time. didn't know this <laughs> I, but but you're right that that idea of like when I did parkour <laughs> so I, I also thought he was referencing like a video game or something but but you're absolutely right I mean think of think of other open world ga- the idea behind Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild's world design is like behind everything is a thing to find the very hilly vertical landscape yeah. is 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 yeah. leveraged to create intrigue and what we're seeing here are wide open swaths of space with like oh there's a tower and some rails to grind up there and it just looks like someone randomly generated a landscape and dropped a few interactable yeah. items it doesn't look like it's encouraging you or inviting you to try anything and I'm like, sure, if this is just the space between levels, okay. But it it is pretty disappointing from any game design standpoint when it doesn't inspire you to want to do something, yeah. but instead inspires you to ask them to make a different game. Yeah, right? Like, because uh, like what I'm seeing here, it's like there's not much to do. And it's like, you know, I could imagine like a game, a Sonic game like this working where it's like you look around your environment. And it's like, oh, I can do. I can jump off this and bounce off that and yeah. go homing attack on this and just like Kirby uh, Air Ride. Yeah, like like yeah, I sure, like Kirby, Kirby Air, Air Ride. Ride. Yeah, that also yeah too. that makes more sense. But I haven't played Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you do it and like maybe you mess up a few times, but eventually you get it right and it looks cool as hell. And that's why yeah. I was bringing up parkour to begin with. And yeah. uh, it, it's that but, is like, that's not what it is. Do you have, like, videos of you doing parkour? Uh, there were, but, uh, they've, I'm pretty sure they're lost to time. I, I it's not oh, like you're I just making this them. the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, I swear I'm not, I'm not. Jeez, I know, I, I know you're not. <laughs> so, moving on from that bombshell revelation about Chowder, Sonic Frontiers, we don't really know much beyond that. We were supposed to get a lot of information in June. All we got was those two videos. So, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Maybe the levels themselves will be a blast. I don't fucking know. But there is another piece of Sonic news that I want to talk about, which is Sonic Origins just released. This is um, a repackaging of uh, the original four slash five Sonic games on the Sega Genesis uh, slash Sonic CD, which is or Sega CD, uh, which are Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic CD, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Knuckles. Sonic 3 and Knuckles were released separately back when DLC on console meant lock on cartridge technology, whatever. It's interesting. It's fine. But it's a they remastered the games. Um, they all run great, of course, because they were made in the early 90s, and I'm running it on an Xbox Series X, so yes, it better run great. Um, they have, uh, a, like, a mode that's more accessible where you have infinite lives that you just play through the games in a straight line, or you can go back and play them in their original form, original aspect ratio, all that stuff. Great, super fun, cool. However... I'm not here to talk about the game itself. I'm here to talk about the music. Back in 1990, uh, it was 1993 and 4 that Sonic 3 and Knuckles released. They were developed as one game and split into two because of the size. Um, There have been rumors for decades that Michael Jackson composed some of the music for these games. Sega and the game's creators have never confirmed this. Until Yuji Naka, the programmer of the original Sonic games, took to Twitter and said, Oh my god, they changed the music in the games. The Michael Jackson music is gone. So, it was a very... A a lot of people on the internet were like, Oh, cool, yeah, we knew this, but someone finally fucking said it. 
So if you go and play the game, you can now tell which... Uh, and this has sort of been an issue with porting things before. We've not seen a lot of ports or 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 remakes of Sonic 3 and Knuckles specifically. And the music has often been considered maybe the reason for that. So and we now have confirmation. It, yeah, because like, if you get Michael Jackson to compose the music for your game, shouldn't you have the license to that music not necessarily because you have to pay any contribute i guess i should also say the reason that this has been a secret is because allegedly michael jackson wrote the music and then when they had to process it through the sega genesis because back then it you couldn't just play a music file that you would put on yeah a CD. Video, video games were like beeps and boops right exactly you had you had to program it in a very specific way A modern day MP3 is bigger than a whole ass RPG from back in the day. Yeah, and it's Which it's pretty incredible uh, the how different these things can be. And the idea that everyone seems to have been left with is that Michael Jackson wrote the music, they ported it to the Genesis, and he was like, "I do not like how that sounds. Take my name uh, off of it, please." Um, my, uh, the rumor I heard was like, you know, the child pedophilia accusations were being hurled at Michael Jackson and that uh, could also Sega be a very like, big uh, reason. I uh, do not want to be associated with that. Did that information start coming out in the, in the early nineties? Cause they would have been developing this in 92, 93. I can't remember the timeline and it would definitely explain why they're hesitant to port it with the music. Um, because then they'd be like, yeah, we're going to pay to this estate. But anyway, in the final product, there are three stages in the game. I've played through all of them, and the stages with different music are um, Carnival Night Zone, uh, Ice Cap Zone, and Launch Base Zone, where essentially what happened is the original composer of this music back in the 90s remixed some of the prototypes, and that's what they put in the game. Some of it's fine. Some of it is like, eh, but I'm, it's just different. But that was interesting, yeah. is is we got a different game package because yeah. of this rumor finally being confirmed. It's one of those, like, video game myths that's been around for a while, and now someone finally said it. Um, as far as actual splashy news, there are... Which, like, overshadows Sonic Origins, so I feel like... It, it, it does. It, it's a great package. I mean, like, I... I maintain Sonic CD is an interesting game, not a fun game, but like <laughs> Sonic 1, 2, this is also my first time playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles as like a lock-on package because I've played them separately, oh. but they've never been ported together and I didn't have the lock-on cartridge as a kid. So yeah. this is my first time playing the complete package. Sonic 3 and Knuckles is outstanding. That It is a fucking roller coaster when it's all put together. It is incredible. When you say as a lock-on package, instead of a standalone thing. Is there a difference? I played the game well, on yeah, the... Because I played so Sonic 3 and Knuckles on the PS2, so I'm wondering if I played standalone thing or not. Uh so basically what happened is Sonic the Hedgehog 3 was a single cartridge, and it's essentially half of the game. Sonic and Knuckles was released as a separate game a year later. The thing that they did was the top of the cartridge in the Sega Genesis flipped open. And there was a cartridge slot on there. So you would put the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge into the Sega Genesis. And then put the Sonic 3 cartridge into the Sonic and Knuckles cartridge. So you have a super long double tall cartridge that combines <laughs> the games. 
And when you combine the games, you get extra features, such as Knuckles is now playable in all of it. You could even plug in Sonic 1 and 2 and play Knuckles in those games. But with Sonic 3 in particular, it did things like double the amount of special things you get. You get Hypersonic as an unlock. Uh, It changes some of the music around. It adds extra special stages to the whole game. It just combines everything into one. And those subtle changes, uh, I don't know. I... I did not expect to have this like solid an experience compared to just playing Sonic 3 and then playing Sonic and Knuckles, but it's great. Sonic Origins, it's 40 bucks, uh, which so if you think like 10 bucks per game, cool. I don't know if you want to pay 40 bucks for games that came out 30 years ago, but right. they're great games. <laughs> they, 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 they are still very fun games. Um, or just get Sonic Mania because Sonic Mania is still fucking incredible. But some actual splashy yeah, no, news. Sonic Mania. It's like legitimately, it makes genius, every yeah. time Sonic releases a bad game, people are like, was this franchise ever good? And games like <laughs> Sonic Mania make you say like, yeah, no, they can be awesome. They're just usually not sad. But um, some actual s- splash news. Tell me about the splash. I need to know. First things first, Hollow Knight Silk Song. We've been hearing oh, yeah. about this game for a very long time. It is the sequel to Hollow Knight, which came out in 2017. It's been so uh, many years. It's been a it's been a while. It's it's one of those games that every year they're like, oh, we're gonna get you. Oh, we're gonna get this game, and then we hear nothing. We got a trailer like in 2019, 20 something like that, and we haven't really heard much on it since. Team Cherry, the studio that develops it, pretty small system. 2019. The assumption yeah. is uh, the the assumption has always been just because they said it, we're gonna release on the Switch first and then port to other things. I myself, I'm not a big fan of the nintendo switch i use it as needed uh, and if i know a game is going <laughs> if i know a game is going to come out on another platform i'm just gonna sit and wait for it to come out on a platform i prefer to use um that's just me so for me i've always been like not only do i have to wait for silk song to be announced i have to yeah, wait for I'm, it to be I'm the opposite. I, I love the yeah, switch and it, but like, so like for most people it's just waiting for silk song for me it's been like waiting for silk song to get ported after it comes out so i got hit with a double whammy when early on right at the start of microsoft's uh xbox showcase they show an, a Hollow Knight Silk Song trailer coming to Game Pass day one, wow. which for me is great. So I don't have to buy the game. I can just have Game Pass, which I do, and play it. But that also means that it's going to be cross-platform on release, so we don't need to wait for ports. And that short showcase immediately afterwards said all these games are coming in the next 12 months. Everything we're showing today is playable within one year of this video that we're putting out today. So That's Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming out to all platforms in the beginning of 2023. Unless it gets delayed. Yeah, but which right. is that's like, very exciting information. Unless it gets delayed. Unless it gets delayed. Yeah, no, but, look, um, listen, like, I, I was, like, scrolling to mm-hmm. Twitter, and, like, you know, one tweet was, like, oh, my God, Hollow Knight. And, like, I'm like, no, it can't be. Are the legends yeah. true? I go over yeah, to that's, that's type what it in felt Hollow like. Knight Silk Song trail. Mm-hmm. I see it, and... And like I, that scene from Jurassic Park, where like the dude's seeing a dinosaur <laughs> for the first time, and he's like, he took your hat off, like, to oh my god, yeah, yes, exactly, to see the dinosaur better. Uh, yeah, so it's very exciting just because it's been gestating for a while. Uh, Hollow Knight is a truly fantastic game. It is very difficult. I bounced off of it first, but like it, the initial difficulty spike in like the first two hours, once you get past it, uh, it really clicks for me. Some people, gluttons for punishment, Dark Souls lovers, love that initial difficulty spike. It stays difficult the whole game, but I'm sort of, after Metroid Dread kind of disappointed me on the difficulty department, I am pretty excited to play something in this vein that's more challenging and more than eight hours. So that's that. Um, Silk Song finally got some info on it. It's pretty fantastic that we have anything. But the biggest splashiness, splashiest announcement, although we were told it was delayed, 
we finally got to see some gameplay for Starfield. And guys, I, guys, they, guys, they, guys, there was just like, the way that they revealed the gameplay in this game, that somebody, <laughs> some producer is getting a promotion because they were constantly showing, we had all these expectations about what this game was going to be. So blah, 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 let me rewind. Starfield is Bethesda Game Studios next rpg the last game that these guys put out was fallout 4 which was an enormous release has like gotten some flack for being a little less role play -y than other games um but that was also that was back in 2015 the game that continues to make headlines that they last made was skyrim which was uh 11 years ago at this point so it's been a minute and all we knew is that it's sci-fi we have a few images a few world details but we didn't know much so showing us gameplay we were like they're not going to show us that much. They're not going to give away the farm. They're going to be, like, very deliberate in how they give this out. And it started very small. Like, let's show you the first mission. Cool. Now we're going to show you how to fly a ship. Cool. Now we're going to show you how to build a ship. Okay, cool. You can build ships. That's all. Now we're going to show you character customization. Now we're going to show you the largest playable city we've ever built. Now we're going to show you all these. And, and like every time that Todd Howard was talking about this, his cadence led you to think that was the end of what he said. He did the Apple one more thing bullshit like eight times until uh, he revealed that this is essentially no I'm, man's sky. I'm like sky. thinking the <laughs> Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Yeah, it's just, and, and he never said, but wait, there's more. He was just always like, and you can fly the ship and do combat. And you can also build your own ship. And you can also go to this planet. And there are also a thousand planets. Now, the <laughs> game has been met with a bit of a mixed reaction, largely positive, somewhat mixed, because the last time that Bethesda said, like, you'll have infinite something was when they said, Skyrim, you'll have infinite quests. What that turned out to be was, if you don't oh, do anything for long enough... Oh, Fallout. You, Fallout 76, you'll have infinite... Fallout 76 was not Bethesda Game Studios. It's Bethesda Softworks. Uh, it is... Uh, the, the folks that build Fallout 4 and built Skyrim, are not, that is not the studio actively working on fallout 76 um they are they're obviously uh, collaborating because it's all bethesda software zenimax that, all that stuff but like it, it is a yeah. different team running fallout yeah, 76 very confusing because it's uh it bethesda is it looks a lot blind. like it so, yeah. they do um and and that's but basically the last time they said like infinite stuff from a todd howard led game was in skyrim and basically what that boiled down to was if you don't do something for long enough a boy will come up and say can you run over there and get me a thing if you do you'll get some xp so people were pretty quickly <laughs> disillusioned with bethesda <laughs> doing procedurally generated stuff infinite quests yes exactly so we now have Please a thousand planets on this in this game for me yes uh, we have a thousand planets and we have a game that didn't look like it was running at a super high frame rate. Um, but then there's also the elephant of the room that this game is not coming to PlayStation. So it's kind of one of those things That's where wild. you you have some legitimate criticisms about it. I think the frame rate is a little concerning. Just be, not because I, I need all my games to run at the crispiest thing. I would love for them to run at the highest settings. But more that like what state of optimization is this in? Is this like a thing that will be fixed or is this a target? We don't know. Um, so the, some of the ambiguity around these things is a little concerning. 
Um, there are a thousand planets in the game, but most of them are procedurally generated. So how fun are they going to be? You know, this was what No Man's Sky ran off originally. There's like 50 quintillion planets or whatever because it's all randomly generated. But there wasn't anything to do. And it took years of support and updates for No Man's Sky to become the like very widely beloved game that it is today. And so the similarities to No Man's Sky uh, caused some concern. But most of the loudest voices are people online saying like, this game looks awful. I think the graphics are terrible. I don't want to play this at all. And if you like click into their profiles, they are Sony stands who are very butthurt that the game is not coming to PlayStation. Our con- console fanboyism is weird because, like, I remember, you know, when I was when I was like a teenager perusing forums and stuff. It was like super prominent, and like you'd see like mm-hmm. people going yeah. to war over their preferred console or whatever. And now, as an adult, over like brand I hardly don't see it anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if it's yeah and i'm not sure if it's case of uh it dying down or if it's like a mcdonald's commercial where it's like i just don't see it anymore because i'm not on the places they it's still very much a thing uh a lot of like big voices in the space are trying to like tell people to stop like xbox's especially his brand is like fucking play the game anywhere especially now that they own bethesda they are like they have released playstation exclusive games via xbox like they just don't care anymore they're trying to do a bigger different thing And Sony fanboys are very upset that it's not the way that it always was, you know? Well, Um, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, valid if you're like, if you don't have an Xbox, right? Can you not play the game or can you still Well, actually, fun fact, they announced this month that you'll be able to get Xbox games built into your fucking TV without buying a console. So, like, that's, That's you just can't play it on a PlayStation console. You can play it on your phone. You can't play it on a PlayStation (laughs) console. Then I still would see why people who have PlayStations would be kind of upset about that. Not like, you know, I I, I know that it takes that upsetness and it evolves it into a into yes. like you know console loyalty but uh yes. you know i can understand so, being bummed about that if you're excited for the game and be like oh i can't yeah, play it on the system that i own but th- but hey jeff then why does being bummed that you can't play it turn into active hostility that's well, the pi- that's the pipeline suck ass yes that's the <laughs> that's the pipeline and i like i don't own a, i haven't owned a playstation in a while i almost bought a ps4 until um they started pumping games out on a PC. I now have a Steam Deck, and I was mm. thinking of getting a PS5 just to pick up the games I couldn't get, but I was like, am I really going to pay $500 for a box to play, like, two games? And I don't like that. I have a Steam Deck now, and I'm getting the... I have Deathloop, God of War, and Horizon without getting a PlayStation. And for me, it's it's purely economical. And for a lot of people, it is purely economical. Like, I want... Yeah. I, I bought a PlayStation, and I don't want to buy an Xbox. Xbox is now a thing that doesn't require you to do that. Um... And it's so it's there there are companies talking out both sides of their mouths. There's weird corporate politics involved, but like most of the criticism about the game is turning into uh the Rotten Tomatoes user review section of Star Wars The Last Jedi slash any <laughs> Disney property with a person of color in it. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> and and it's just like this game looks enormous. And is making a lot of promises. And if it can fulfill most of them, I'm going to be so fucking stoked. Uh, but yeah, interesting conversation around it. I've been talking way longer than I expected. Um, I was going to talk about Diablo Immortal. I don't know how interested you guys are in talking about that. But um, 
Diablo Immortal also released this past month, mobile game version of Diablo that is supposed to be very fun to play until it becomes very expensive to play because even if you spend $10,000, you might not get the, the loot you're looking for uh, and the Woof. theoretical max that you might have to spend to get all the loot that you need to like max out the power of your character is around $110,000. Um, it is a pretty- Naturally. It is, it is just a blatantly uh, pay to win setup that is disappointing for people that don't get hooked into that and predatory to the people that do. So yep. uh, the the best successes I've seen of Diablo Immortal are people picking it up, playing it, and saying, this is fun. I'm going to go buy Diablo 3 instead. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that is a pipeline I can get behind. Uh, that's all I've got. Sorry I rambled more than I expected. Jeff, how you doing? I am doing. I don't have a ton to talk about this month. No no Transformers news, unfortunately. Ooh. For all of you out there just like waiting for new Transformers news like I am. <laughs> um, uh, we've got a few interesting things to talk about. Uh, we got a a teaser trailer from IGN of a uh, Among Us VR game. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yep. Uh, not a ton about that yet, but uh, looked kind of neat. I don't know exactly how it's going to operate, but mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a headline. Um, I'm, uh, I'm interested. I still haven't played Among Us at all. Really? Yeah. Just, oh, we should. Real. It's fun. Yeah. I, I would like to play Among Us again. I mean, it was kind of a trend for a while, so like everyone yeah. was playing it, and that's kind of died down. But it is legitimately just like a fun game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like you e do even yeah. died down, it's still very popular. Like their mm -hmm. died down is most people's. Right. Yep. Yeah. It it's died down in that like everyone and their sister is no longer playing. <laughs> um. Uh, some other fun stuff. So a, a while ago, I can't remember when this happened, maybe a year or two ago. I, my perception of time is, is over. But um, when uh, when the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender launched uh, Avatar Studios, they started they talked about how they were going to be uh, making some uh, some films and new shows under that platform. And uh, just recently, we got the announcement from Paramount and Avatar Studios of uh three upcoming animated avatar movies mm -hmm. that will actually be going theatrical which is pretty cool um it's pretty much just at the announcement stage at this at this point so i don't think that they've started like writing or uh you know i thought that i thought that the the premises of these three movies because the idea was that each one would focus on a character from the yeah shows. But uh, the premises were rumored, right? Like, we know the movies are happening, but the rumors well, were it's going to be, like, Kyoko, Zuko, and Korra are the characters Kiyoshi. in the movies. But that's... Kiyoshi, sorry. But they're not... But that isn't confirmed, is it? That's I not confirmed? I thought that that was okay. Paramount and Avatar. Yeah, because, really? I mean, Paramount well, but... Paramount owns, the, owns Avatar, the Last Airbender franchise, for sure, yeah. But we are getting three movies, and those are the rumors from, like, you know, reporters claiming to gotcha. know what's going on. Gotcha, so it's on. not... Just just not just fan speculation no well, the movies are the movies are happening they they announced the well movie, no no yeah i know exciting. that but yeah i mean i mean the i was saying the subjects are not just fan speculation it's like legit rumors not just hasn't been officially announced yes yet. no yeah this this is this is somebody gotcha. claiming to know what's going on in the studios we don't have confirmation on it but yeah this that is not just like a tumblr post gone gone rampant so this is yeah there is some some legitimacy to this but it's also take it with a grain of salt because it, mm -hmm. you know might not be right but 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that those would be, it's, it's kind of a weird choice of the three characters because like Zuko and Korra were both obviously characters that were heavily, heavily focused on in the shows. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Kiyoshi actually has quite a bit of ground to cover. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> seeing that she nice. you know she was just one of ang's past uh avatars i mean there's been comic stuff about kiyoshi but like you know if they're just uh i always think that like supplementary comics from things are kind of uh like canon until proven otherwise <laughs> that's how a lot of uh things seem to treat it when the when Star Trek got its its new TV start in 2017, one of the writers in the writers' room for Discovery was also in charge of heading up the books. And one of the executive producers was like, "The books are canon until we decide they're not." And I'm like, "Yeah, honestly, that's probably the best way you can do it." <laughs> that seems like it's been Star Wars's general approach is yeah. just like you know, if we want to make an adaptation of it, things are going to be different than how they. Except the Star Wars the isn't so were. upfront about it, you know. That's very true. Yeah. Sometimes things just contradict. And also sometimes things just contradict in the main movies too. So like, you know, you don't even know. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think all of the, like, I trust generally the people who make Avatar because Avatar and Legend of Korra were both really good shows. So I think this could be really exciting. It's a it's an interesting idea of doing three theatrical animated movies. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see more about that from the future, regardless if it ends up being these things or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the big fucking meme ass story of this month. Oh, thank God. <laughs> somebody needs to talk about this. <laughs> so if you're uh, familiar with a little movie called Morbius that released oh, in April of this year. <laughs> um, almost nobody saw it, really. Like, it <laughs> bombed at the box office. And then there was, like, an ongoing, like, uh, meme trend about Morbius where someone said, like, someone online, I can't remember the specific user or whatever, but he started this whole meme where he said, my favorite line from Morbius was when he <laughs> stops and looks at the camera and goes, it's Morbin time. And this just devolved into like this huge trend of memes. Because of, yeah, because where everyone who didn't see the movie, which is almost everybody, um, was just like making up fucking shit that happened to Morbius because no one could confirm or deny any of it because no one saw the fucking movie. Until and, the uh, weekend when everybody tr- like started, there was, there was just a weekend in May where everyone was like, I should watch the Morbius movie. And like a bunch yeah. of people started buying it on demand. And right. <laughs> creating this perception that people wanted to see the Morbius movie. Right. So it became this this huge running meme for a while. And uh, studio executives in their infinite wisdom saw this happening and wanted to capitalize upon it and figured like, oh, look, you know, we're no publicity is bad publicity. Right. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, this they, they must actually really want to see this movie. Maybe people will go see it for the memes now. Right. And, uh, you know, this got to a point where it's like, oh, Jared Leto even put out a, a thing on his Twitter, some social media. I don't fucking know what social media, but a little video of like uh, a fucking joke video of him uh, reading a script called Morbius 2, It's Morbin Time. Um, at, at which point I think a lot of the meme kind of died down because it's like, oh, the person that we were making fun of now thinks that they're in because on the joke. He this killed, is no he longer funny. It. He killed the joke. Yeah. yeah. And, and because that is people, the, that is part the of the, cr- you know, part of the reason that no one fucking saw Morbius is, uh, Jared Leto is not extremely popular in the, in the fucking mainstream public eye right now because of just like 
you know, being weird on the fucking set of Suicide Squad and uh, like other scandals like that and uh, making I'm, a bad joke and also and being a, a pedophile. Of, yeah, yes, yeah, a bunch is, of, that's the big one. That's the big one. But As, aside from being a deeply unpleasant person to be around in all professional contexts, it turns out he might be a personal monster also. But yep. isn't that the plot of Morbius to begin with? Right. I don't know. I haven't seen so, it. So uh, they decided let's let's cash in on this meme popularity of Morbius. They decided that they're going to release Morbius in theaters a second time. Maybe it will not flop like it did the first time. I'm and then smiling all over again listening to you tell the, the best story. best part of this goddamn story, which almost anyone other than the fucking <laughs> stupid-ass execs who made this decision could have seen coming, Morbius bombed in theaters a second time and made <laughs> an absolutely pathetic amount of money. Like okay, let me let me find the fucking numbers it was, here. It was I think like f- maybe five figures over the weekend. Like it yeah. broke down to like six dollars a theater or something. Right. Or six yeah, people yeah, a theater. I saw the, it, it was like the average of it was like oh there was like maybe they released three it, people in each theater who saw like, it. <laughs> like listen, Disney Disney's and this is not Disney. This is Sony. But like Disney's yeah. wide releases where they like muscle their way into every theater, ethical or not. Like is like three to four thousand screens, and yeah. th- so that's like the most that a movie hits. They brought this back. Sony brought this back to a thousand screens, which is not the widest release, but it's still a lot. That's still like a quarter of all movie theaters, based on deeply, deeply misunderstanding the tone of people screaming their love for Morbius, not understanding that they are being laughed at, not with. Yeah, They're being mocked relentlessly and it, it is it is flowers for algernon they don't know that they are the butt of the joke uh, i'm wondering how much money they wasted on that because like uh you know like i assume the theaters would have already had like the video files or whatever for morbius so like it would have been a matter of just them make show it again but then again maybe they'd have to negotiate something with those theaters i'm i'm not sure uh, yeah i don't know if they lost they, they would definitely have to they would de- oh they, i mean uh, 85,000 was on the weekend. I don't know how much it made on the week. I think I, the cherry on... Okay, Morbius this is already... made 35,360 over Memorial Day weekend. Over the Memorial next Day weekend. Yeah. That's a big movie weekend. Yeah. <laughs> People hate your movie, dog. Oh. By which point oh it dwindled down to just 83 theaters. It's just... It's so... Mm, I don't, man. It I just, is, I, it's I, so funny. It's really it's so funny to watch people when, misread the situation that badly. Well, it's also just like it's, it's, it, 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 it scratches the same itch for me as like the whole fucking, uh, you know, Disney and Florida controversy battle yeah. thing, where it's just like dumbass out of touch studio execs were fucking memed into losing a shit ton of money by not yeah. paying attention to the things around them and the opinions of fans is basically what fucking happened which also is what happens when they just straight up make bad movies because they they're fucking looking at like focus group information and trends and like what's supposed to be popular and they take a bunch of fucking power away from the you know directors and writers of the movies to just like write a unique story and try to just make it some fucking corpo like you know 
constructed, you know, product. Like right? Morbius. And then those movies always do fucking like, poorly. Like, that's not a movie anybody would make. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because just the idea like, in fucking general of the Morbius movie existing, it's like Sony fucking grasping at straws, trying to, like, get as much out of Spider-Man as they possibly can without actually doing Spider-Man because they're doing the whole thing with Spider-Man and the MCU. And then also trying to piggyback off of the MCU success. Like, the idea in general of me of a Venom movie is already wild because Venom is like the fucking bizarro version of Spider-Man. But at least Venom has a history in the comics of doing fucking like, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, his own thing. Yeah. Anti-hero like, he, thing. He has his right? own comic stuff. Yeah, he has yeah. his own stories. He's not just a Spider-Man villain. Morbius um, is pretty much just a Spider-Man villain and a really fucking obscure one. I hadn't heard of Morbius. <laughs> It's just like yeah. it's just so, so fucking bizarre. I just knew him, the, the just knew him as the top. guy that appeared in Spider-Man the animated series back in the nineties. That's it. That's all yeah, I know. It's from. like when the, they were talking the, about make. I don't even know if this is still happening, but are they still fucking trying to produce a goddamn Craven the Hunter movie? Yeah, like yes, they are. Fucking, I think they hey, are. Yeah. Here's another yes. the fucking Sony Spider-Man villain averse without a Spider-Man in it is the dumbest fucking thing, and I'm just really happy that it's biting them in the ass twice for the same fucking movie. <laughs> I think the cherry on top that I, that I want to place onto this Morbius Sunday, uh, because it is it is undisputably not Morbin time. But no, Morbin the, time uh, is, is long since past. But <laughs> I just really like the people online saying like, "Hey Sony, we were all busy that weekend. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you do it again, I promise I'll go this time, and it's not gonna Very happen." Fucking choice. But like. Re-releasing it was so hubristic that I was like, it might happen again. Yeah, really. They might like, if they were dumb enough to do it once, it. maybe they'll do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> you know? there. It's, anyway. That's all I got. Thank you, Jeff. That did lift my spirits even higher. Hearing that story of a company just showing their whole ass and nobody getting hurt except the company and possibly a few directors and producers along the way. Chowder. What you got, bud? Show me what you got. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about was Street Fighter Six. Uh, I talked about like the teaser trailer they released on a previous uh, briefing program episode, and I described yeah. it as aggressively underwhelming. Uh, mm. Like nobody knew what to make of it. It seemed kind of boring. And now that they've had an actual announcement trailer and showed some gameplay and uh, talked about it, Capcom did it. They pulled a fucking 180. It's a goddamn miracle. It looks incredible. I've been uh, hearing a lot of positive like, buzz around it. I'm like, wait, people were so upset. What happened? Can you explain it to me? Uh, so Sony had their state of play thing or whatever, and one of the things was Street Fighter Six. And uh, base it to like sum it up in a single thing. It seems like Capcom actually paid attention to the complaints people had about Street Fighter Five. Like it, it looks bad. It doesn't have a great single. It doesn't really have a single player. It, the doing stuff in the game isn't that cool looking, right? Like uh, in Street Fighter Five. You do your special moves and like they're not that cool looking you just like it's just like oh yeah your punch is two frames faster or or uh, you can do this out of a out of a block now kind of thing and it's like 
But here, no. It, it's got this really cool graffiti art style to it. Uh, they showed a little bit of the single player. It's like, oh shit, you're like wandering around this city and like uh, getting into fights with people. That's pretty rad. Uh, and like, Same. It, it is, it is <laughs> oozing with like style. It's like, like when you hit someone, okay. it, there's like all these like graffiti painter, painterly effects going off, which is like, that seems like a departure for the franchise. Yeah, no, and, and that's another thing, right? Uh, the problem, one of the problems with Street Fighter Five is it didn't know what it wanted to be, right? Like uh, Street Fighter Four, oh, that's like a back to basics because Street Fighter was on hiatus for a while, so gotta remind people what they wanted. And uh, uh, Street Fighter Three was like, oh, Street Fighter Two, well, we're doing our own thing, we're doing something new. Uh, Five was like, it didn't know, did it want to be just like Street Fighter Four and just be like, oh yeah, remember Street Fighter Two, or did it want it to do its own thing? And uh, what Street Fighter ended up doing was something in the middle that just fulfilled neither. Street Fighter Six is like, Whoa. no, we're doing something new. We are finally progressing the f story forward. Ryu, Chun-Li, Ken, they're like much older now. Uh, we're ha like almost half the cast is going to be made up of new new characters. Uh, uh, that kind of stuff. It's a step in a new direction. It feels refreshing. And, you know, uh, the thing with fighting games is like, there's always this dichotomy dichotomy between like uh casual players and like hardcore players like it always feels like if you're trying to appeal to one it just turns off the other here they mm -hmm. just managed mm -hmm. they managed to appeal to everybody like you know i was talking about like how super move felt unimpressive in street fighter 5 here it's like no there you do a super move and like the camera angle changes and like you get like these really meaty hits it, it feels good and like you know uh what like uh, advanced and pro players are talk uh are looking through like the gameplay and they're like oh wow there's some really cool stuff like special parries uh uh moves that can do this and that and you know i'm i'm more of a casual guy so some of this stuff goes over my head but like if from all looks everyone's happy with it they even managed to make L luke the character that like everyone was like well what's up with this stupid banana hair and like make <laughs> him not look stupid i mean i guess he looks a little stupid but ah, no not even i mean he, the at the very least they got rid of his mozzarella string cheese hair it, and that is an improvement uh yeah no that, that it's just very impressive what they how they managed to turn that around everyone was like prepared to like tear this game apart because like another thing about street fighter 6 it has been in development and like everyone's like oh my god this this game's just not gonna be fun it's gonna just like street fighter 5 where it's like where the most we can hope for is that pro players are having fun but like everyone else is just like meh but no no this looks fun for everyone the casuals the pros everyone it's good and th that's street fighter 6 that's great you. there's so much relief in your voice listen, right now listen every everyone was expecting this to be bad right like uh, capcom mm. has just been swinging and missing for a while uh tekken cross street fighter not that great. It eventually became great in the updates, but initially, mm, not really. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, not good. Uh, uh, well, it's like half of a good game. Like, the actual fighting game part of the fighting game is, like, really good. Uh, but, like, uh, everything else, not good. Looks terrible. Looks cheap. Uh, story mode that's just terribly written. Not fun. Uh, characters that should have been in the game not being in the game. Terrible roster. And, like, Street Fighter V, it's like... Oh, didn't come out with a single player. Didn't come out with an arcade mode. All you could do was go online. And like the fight, the fighting part was like, yeah, technically, or it's a technical fun game where it's 
this is the story of Halo Infinite at the moment right now, like a game with great bones, but like floundering on a lot of other fronts that took people a sec to realize, wait, this is not great. It's why there's there was so much consternation about Starfield because it's like, hey, um, fucking like 10 years in development and we don't know a goddamn thing. You just delayed the game. Like what's going on? Like it is it is normal to be suspicious about this and for people to have their opinions turned around by like a single like reveal event is pretty unusual. That's a very good sign for Street Fighter 6. Yeah. The Street Fighter 6 teaser comes out and everyone's like, oh my God, it's going to be the same story. Then the actual trailer comes out and it's like, holy shit, they did it. They fucking did it. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Street Fighter 6. Next thing I want to talk about... It was actually about an announcement about One Piece. Uh, Etro Oda oh, yeah. is taking a break Fucking for like wild. four weeks to prepare for the final arc. Uh, and like, you know, uh, and like reading that sentence, it's like, what? Holy shit. And, you know, uh, uh, yeah, looking nuts. into context a little more, it's like how long uh, now? Decades now. It, this is like one of the longest running series yeah. uh, comics ever, really. Like, because uh, like, because like, you know, One Piece has been going on without stop this is a like the only thing that compares is and like not even like superhero comics because superhero comics will always like constantly reboot themselves it's never a singular run yeah i think until recently until until the switch to idw as the publisher the longest running single continuous comic was actually sonic the hedgehog (laughs) like because you're right because because the clock always gets reset by like a reboot or something so for yeah yeah, for something like one piece to be going this long is pretty unusual exactly like and 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 when it comes to manga the only thing that compares is jojo's bizarre adventure but even that they split it into different parts with like completely different characters so yeah long one piece one of the longest running things and it should be noted for context that like uh this is more like the uh final chunk of the story like the last story arc lasted like a year or like two years so you know there is still plenty of time before one piece hits it at its end but that being said for something this long to finally come to an end is an event Every, everyone I, i'm like what holy smokes Better question is, is, is it going to be a fucking satisfying ending in the slightest? Because, like, how do you fucking end something that's been going on for decades? That is a great question. Uh, I dro- dropped off from reading One Piece, not because it got bad or anything, just because, like, I don't know, I have the attention span of a gerbil. And, uh, but, like, you know, I got to get back into <laughs> reading it just because I, I want to be there for the ending, man. Like I said, I thought this was going to outlive me. But no, we're, we're seeing the end of an era. Next thing I want to talk about, uh, they announced Castlevania Nocturne. The follow-up to the Netflix Castlevania uh, series that they had. Uh, this one is going to follow Richter Belmont. Uh, they haven't really uh, said much about what it's about yet. But, you know, considering it's Richter Belmont, probably going to be following the events of... Or loosely following the events of Rondo of Blood the same way Castlevania... Uh, loosely followed the events of dracula 3 and like had some additions from uh some other drac uh or castlevania 3 and had some additions from other castlevania games uh yeah uh i guess my thoughts are hmm uh, it makes sense right like the first castlevania series had alucard as a primary character and uh richter's story does tie into alucard like rondo blood follows in 
is the predecessor to uh, Symphony of the Night, the game they really want to adapt. Uh, like, you can tell they just really want to get to Symphony of the Night. Uh, and uh, so I get why they chose Richter. I wish they chose Simon. He was the next relevant Belmont in the timeline. And I just like that character, but, you know, Richter's good, too. Yeah, gotta see My Simon. My only other... Simon. Simon. Gotta see Simon. Yeah. Uh, the only other comment I have is, I think Castlevania Nocturne is just a weak name. Rondo of Blood sounds more dope. I think they should have just called it Rondo of Blood, but what do I know? Yeah, but uh, most people in America don't know what a Rondo is. So I certainly don't. It's, it's a, it means round. It's like a kind of dance, like right? Circuitous thing. Round. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, like a type I, of music and dance. Kind of yeah, round. Uh, yeah, round. Run. Yeah, it's it is. It, it describes a type of music uh, and and associated uh, dances and various things. But yes, yeah, that's what rondo is. But that's it. Just translates to round. How about that? It keeps them with the Japanese tradition of just like, oh yeah, English word. It sounds cool. We don't know what it means. It's some weird, obscure English word that sounds cool. But it's nice again, to know that that happens sound... in all cultures. <laughs> uh, and is there anything else that I want to talk about? There, there's some smaller things. Yes. Okay, there is, there is one more major thing. Uh, oh, so not not necessarily because it's newsworthy in itself of itself, but because like uh, you know, when I brought up in the Discord, like some people disagreed with me, and I'm like, huh, I guess I might be in the minority here, and I guess I want to understand the opposite points. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can, I can, I can chat with you about this. Overwatch 2 will replace the original game at launch. This is what it, what it sounds like, right? If you have Overwatch, uh, once Overwatch 2 comes out, there's no more Overwatch. You go on the thing, and it'll be like, Hey, why don't you go install Overwatch 2? Oh, oh, so you can't play Overwatch anymore. And, you know, I was I was kind of annoyed, like, fuck you, I paid money for Overwatch, so let me mm -hmm. keep the game. I haven't played in years, but it's not really about that. It's about the principle. I paid for a thing, I should be allowed yeah. to pay for the thing. Play, play the thing, so. And, mm -hmm. you know, I expressed that up being upset about it, and everyone's like, uh, some variation of, uh, I mean, you got a good, you got your money's worth out of the original game. What's it matter? Or, this is like an update. That's normal. And I'm like, it's... I Again, can yeah. So of the thing. this is no. This is you. You're right to be inflamed. I think that that is a reasonable response because this is this is strange. This I will not call this normal. Basically, what's happening with Overwatch to Overwatch Two is the the install uh, Overwatch Two will essentially be an update to Overwatch One and replace it, but it is completely additive. Right. But it gets more complicated than that. So it's not strip. It's not like it's stripping away stuff from the original game. Like Destiny does this with content vaulting, and it is controversial every single time it comes up. And, and but that's not really what's happening here. This is a weird, weird conflux of multiple issues. Uh, Destiny was actually run by Activision for a while, also, and it's the reason why we're actually currently. Whenever I say Destiny, I'm talking about Destiny Two because after three years, Activision was like, "You got to pump out a sequel," and really, all the developers wanted to do was to continue to iterate and update the game and, and release things uh, at like a regular pace. But Activision is like, no, sequels make money, make a sequel. It seems that this is what happened with Overwatch, that the development and regular updates on Overwatch stopped, and then they announced Overwatch 2, and it's been sitting in hell. What we have been led to believe is that Overwatch 2 is actually really just an update they wanted to make to the game that Activision said, you need to make this into a sequel because sequels make money. 
Activision is not quite in the same position it was before. They've announced a deal to be acquired. They are undergoing a lot of uh, Activision Blizzard, the develop, you know, the merged studio. The Blizzard side of things is not in great shape at the moment. We've seen a lot of tumult with their leadership and things we've documented on this show before. So what seems to be the case is that because of pressure from Activision, the move from Overwatch to Overwatch 2 was already announced, hyped, flight tested, beta tested, it, like everything. But that was never what the developers wanted to do. And instead, they just wanted this to be an update to the game. So they're stuck with all the things they've announced, and they're sort of going back to the initial intent, which is we want to bring these updates to the game by updating it. Chowder, you paid 60 bucks for the game. We want to update the game that you paid $60 for. But we've already committed to this thing. And the sort of middle ground approach is this will behave like an update, but you're caught in the conflux of marketing obligations. And so it is it is weird and it is confusing, but it is functionally if they if they release this as a title update to the game for free, it would not be a problem. Okay, okay I, I see what you're saying. Uh, there are some big changes, though, like how the 6v6 yes. gameplay is going to change to 5v5. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, you still have to pay for the story mode that Overwatch mm -hmm. 2 is going to have, and it should have mm -hmm. just had in the first game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ultimate conclusion I just came to is uh, maybe uh, my own experience differs from most other people. Like, I don't play a lot of, like, MMOs or stuff like that. So, like, you know, people who are used to those kinds of big changes and being unable to mm -hmm. go back game they used to play is yeah. normal to them. But for me, it's like things I'm used to. I'm used to, like, uh, Capcom fighting games where it's like, oh, yeah, you got Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter or Hyper Street Fighter 2 and mm -hmm. Super Street Fighter 2 Second Strike or whatever. And yeah, which is uh, I which I uh, I can't stand that. They all make significant changes, but if I ever feel like I want to play an older version, I can just go back and play that older version. Yes. Same goes for Pokemon. Sure, they'll always release new gen, and they'll have a different meta, but I can always, if I ever felt like it, I could go back to yes. red, blue, and yellow with all and its fucking glitchy-ass jank and just yes. have my fun and that's, there. And that's, and that's the legitimate criticism here. It's just that yeah. I, think, I think what's confusing about this is the branding of it, because if this was just like, hey, we have a big... Big 2022 update coming for Overwatch. That would hit different from we're releasing Overwatch 2, say goodbye to Overwatch 1. One of those yeah. feels a lot worse to hear, yeah. even though right now what we're seeing is functionally the same thing. Mm. The thing that is frustrating is that video games are dealing with a preservation crisis in general, where it's very, very hard to get the hardware you need to play old games. And nowadays, with digital updates, it's impossible in a lot of cases to go back and play a previous iteration of something, which for most players is not a big problem, but for historical purposes is a question. It is something that our digital world has not fully figured yeah. out how to solve yet. It is a pervasive yeah. issue. Where it becomes ethically questionable is when you say, please pay me money for this game. And then or later say, you can't play this anymore. It's technically yeah. fine, exactly, yeah. legally, based in the fact that you're not buying the software. You're buying a license to the software. So, like, there's not really any legal recourse. But that's kind of part of the problem is yeah. that, again, Chowder, you're not used to this style of game. I'm only used to it because I've been participating in it, and I know what I'm signing yeah. up for. But like I said, it's controversial every time Destiny does it, and they've been doing it for years. And it still pisses people off because 
That's not what they signed up for. They didn't get the memo. They weren't given the memo. And now suddenly, for the first time, a game they bought is not in their library. So I think this is like, everything that's going on here is a problem the industry is already trying to figure out and kind of failing in a lot of ways, but it's wrapped in an absolute clusterfuck of branding, marketing, and communication. Of mar marketing and branding, yeah. Video game preservation was always a nightmare, and mm -hmm. it's even worse when the companies just actively work against it, so. Yes. Yeah. It, because, because, I mean, ch Chowder, to your point, stupid. if you don't like the new Pokemon, you'll go play the old one, so what's gonna... How are they gonna force you to buy Pokemon Scarlet? If it gets trash reviews, they're going to lose money on it. That's, that is, a, and exactly. I mean, it's part of why Nintendo in particular is maybe the worst at this. It's, yeah. we, everybody asks, like, they can't, why can't they just port all these 3DS games to the Switch? They can. It's, it's not going to make them the money. That's it. It will make, it will fucking make them some money, though. <laughs> not as much as, as sales on a brand new game. No, I, I agree with you. I just think that, like, it's, it, I, I think it, it that does, the idea that you wouldn't buy a new game because you can go back and play an old one is a little bit overblown. But I don't um, know if, if there's any been any like real studies on that. I don't know if there are real studies on it either. But it, it, but it, it, it even if it doesn't, the thing is nowadays it's not just about like go get the pre-order buy on day one you're done. Games need to have a tail. They need to have longevity. They need to have conversation around them. And right. a lot of times they need to have continuous support. What you lose if you have an inferior product to an older game is um, if you play through Scarlet one time and you think it sucks, you're not going to replay it, which means you're less yeah. likely to buy DLC later. You're less likely to engage with future updates to the game that will continue to make them money and probably lose faith in the franchise as you go forward. It's it is not yeah, very cut and dry, but it does will, it does that happen. will fucking that will happen regardless of whether or not I fucking have the ability to go back and play an older version. But for you know? some people, <laughs> that might be you. But for some people having the older version it's why like think of smash bros brawl smash bros brawl was yeah. the active smash bros game for a while but people were holding tournaments on melee yeah yeah sure. like it happened it, it happens uh yeah. so it's so yes chatter i uh, nobody was trying to tell you don't be pissed about this but it's a weirdly complex situation that's going on with overwatch and it's not going to you are not <laughs> You're not losing your money or investment in a new way. You're losing it in a way that we've been dealing with for a while. This is not a new problem. It was just miscommunicated. It is a problem, just not a new one. Fun, fun. Activision sucks ass, so, you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I haven't yeah, uh... read the article about Activision sucking ass, but, you know, I, I think we've talked enough. Uh, all these smaller articles. Are we going to skip I over really... fucking Netflix doing a real Squid Game? Oh, right. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah. You know how Netflix has uh, said that they're losing money? Their stocks have dropped so much. In fact, it's so bad they had to, like... Uh... Uh, let go of like hundreds of employees. Uh, they're making a uh, reality game show about Squid Game. Now, that's already like missing the point of Squid <laughs> Games, right? Like a show about desperate Both of poor people killing each other for the entertainment of the rich because, you know, they're desperate. Yeah. Uh, and now we're making a game show where we give those death, where we have desperate people humiliating themselves for the chance to win money. Oh, and yeah. by the way, we're which like the prize money is half a billion dollars, five hundred million dollars. Yeah. What? What? I thought you said you were broke. Maybe just this, pay your like, employees. You're not, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you know, this, 
Like, I understand that, like, large sums of money to us can be chump change to a company, but half a billion is a lot. It's a lot, even for you. What the fuck are you doing? Pay your fucking employee. Was that, like, funded by something? Like, I mean, it's Netflix. The the weird thing about the uh, production stuff is that, like, Netflix has technically been billions of dollars in debt for years. Yeah. So, I mean, who the fuck knows where this came from? This is, like, this decision probably has very little to do with their stock value issues lately. It's just so fucking... It's just, like, another example of Netflix, like, just showing themselves to be completely out of touch with and, fucking and, reality. And, I mean, <laughs> it's also just, like, just like Morbin Time, another example of uh, of a company totally missing yeah. the point of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, saying, like, I'm not saying the show's not going to be successful, but this is, like, somebody watching The Hunger Games and seeing it as aspirational. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, at least okay. when fucking, at least when fucking Mr. Beast did his real Hunger Games, which people also criticize for being, you know, like, out of touch and, and hypocritical and missing the point, you know, at least the proceeds from that went like fucking actually were donated to things because uh-huh. you know Mr. Beast is pr- pretty philanthropic but Netflix doing it is just like dude are you yeah like <laughs> it's the entire yeah. show the reason that it was popular is because fucking a bunch of poor people watched it and related to the fact that fucking you know yep the rich take advantage of people and now you're like taking that idea and monetizing it on on it even more in like the mo like it's just so fucking and like stupid are you even gonna make your money back again half a billion dollars like i guess if you yeah. got it from i mean i don't else, sure but i don't exactly know how like prize money works in like game yeah. shows and stuff like that because like Weird. i wouldn't be surprised if it had like that was funded from some outside source that was like specifically for that kind of like how i mean i'm not saying that that's the case because i don't fucking know but like i wouldn't be surprised if that were the case kind of like how with colleges right like colleges cannot have money to like improve dorms and stuff like that and then they get grant money from alumni specifically to like make new buildings so they'll be like you know making new expensive buildings while at the same time their current facilities are falling Mm. apart like i I, you know i don't know that it's an equivalent to that but i would not be surprised to find out that you know like someone donated a lot of money to make that well what a horribly dystopian way to end uh this episode but let's actually go into the rating section let's do it In the editor's room in the rating section we are going to review the past month to determine which story is morbid time sorry which story is the top story and my vote is it's morbid time <laughs> that's uh, also my vote it, there's Except just, the story is that it's not yeah, morbid yeah, time morbid the, sto- <laughs> the story is that it's it's not morbid time it is uh so i the, a lot it of interesting things this time. month it, it was never morbid time sony and everyone knew it but you. Yeah. Uh, and we're here to put the nail in the coffin of the undying man himself. I don't know if... <laughs> again, I haven't seen the movie. I don't know who Morbius is. Right, he is a vampire? Question mark? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's and like a, a vampire made by oh. science? Question mark? Like... 
he uh, wasn't yes. like bitten by a vampire. He just did experiments and on here's, himself. That here's my favorite thing. Here's my favorite Question thing. Mark. The three of us are never going to know because we're never going to watch this fucking movie because well, it's fucking, not uh, Mormon time. Unfortunately, I, I am participating in Eddie's, uh, uh, Eddie's superhero movie tournament right now. So eventually Morbius will be a thing that I view. But <laughs> I, I, Jeff, I challenge you when there is the inevitable discussion about the movie, don't watch it and see if you can <laughs> bullshit your way through any and all conversation. Well, because I we bet you can. Together, Colin. So <laughs> fucking mute your TV I'll and just, go watch the Squid Game it, adaptation. Mute it the whole time <laughs> and just make random comments throughout the movie, and maybe it yep. will line up. <laughs> Find another movie that has the same exact runtime and listen to that audio under the movie and see what Very that good. experience looks like. Anyways, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like the meme with the astronaut. Where he's just like, yeah. it's not Morbid time. And then the other guy's standing behind him. Going, it never has. It never been. was. Yep. <laughs> so that about wraps it up. Thank you for listening. If you have been listening, and if you haven't been listening, you already know it's not Morbid time. We don't need to tell you. Uh, but we'll be back in a couple weeks with a regular ass book club episode diving into a single topic and then again two weeks after that to talk about the news of July. Uh, I have been Colin, your host. And uh, you can find me uh, Dice Populi. I'm just gonna. You can try find Colin inside one of those uh, one of those fucking like you know the toys that you flip upside down and it goes. <laughs> I was trying to do the cow sound noise and instead it sounded like I was gonna throw up. Uh, Jeff and Chatter, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube where I have a toy review channel that is Alchemist Prime Reviews on YouTube, and that's it for now. For, for good old Jeff. Hi, I'm Taimul, or Chowder, whichever you prefer. You can find me on Twitter, at Taimul underscore Chowder. I do art stuff there. You can also find me on our sister podcast, Dice Populi. Uh, the final story arc is about to begin. It's going to be a ride. Yeah, it's, uh, that's exciting. I don't. I it might be an episode or two behind. i got to catch up. It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, as of this week, we've just released we also a question did an and answer with Chowder and I. Meant to be, so. Oh, that's yeah. right. No, I'm not behind. I think I listened to the first question and answer and maybe not the second one. Question and that answer. one's, that one's, that one will already be out. It was fun. We had some of our patrons on, on the line asking us some questions and saying some terrible things. Uh, so go ahead and check <laughs> that stuff out if you're looking for more stuff to listen to. Uh, otherwise, again, we'll be back in a couple of weeks and I promise you, it will still not be Morbid Time. No, it will be Morbid Time in a few months, Sony, if you're listening. Just, just give, it a, <laughs> give it another whirl. We'll, we'll, we'll be ready to morb. We'll morb so fucking hard. Hey, morb, hey, Sony. I'll see hey, it Sony. three times. Hey, Sony, release it one more time. Hey. Hey. <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
My favorite part of Morbius when he morbed all over those children. Oh my oh. god! Why would you say that to me? Uh, so they decided <laughs> I think to. I, I think I'm going to edit that out. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> But you can leave in the bit where you're saying that you edited it out so that people can use their own imaginations to just think that Chowder said something absolutely horrible. I'll just uh, put which, in... Which I'll, he I'll did, just, to be I'll fair, just, but... I'll, re- I'll repeat the line where he says, when I did parkour, and then we start going, what? No, you can't say that. 